What's up, world? You already know who it is. It's that boy, Pastor Free. Listen, I know it's been a while, but I'm back for another Free Indeed Friday. Let's go. Church all your life. Yeah, boy. I'm a church boy. Family, listen, I understand that it's been quite a while since I did a Free Indeed Friday podcast. 2020 dealt all of us a kind of rough hand, was busy trying to keep the ship afloat with the ministry and keep the family safe. But I'm back and I'm back with a vengeance. Listen, I got some dope stuff lined up for you for each Friday. And let's start it off like this. Free kind of funny, remember? This one is called Liquid, Fragile or Perishable. When a woman decided to send their old family Bible to her brother in another state, the postal worker asked, is there anything breakable in the package? Uh, only the Ten Commandments, she replied, and I've already broken all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's the Free Time Friday podcast, and I'm trying to get you through this traffic this Free Time Friday. Listen, I'm going to spin you some original uh, D-Free or Free Indeed Ministries music. And today, since we've had this hiatus, I'm going to get in the back of the closet. Like, I'm going to get, I'm going to play something that most of you maybe have have never heard or you don't have it in your possession off of Lady Kayla's debut record entitled Time to Surrender. It was the title track. We did it as a duet. I'm just going to give you a snippet of it because I got to get to this word today. But here you go. Surrender. Oh, yeah, yeah.
Listen, that was Surrender off of Kayla Freeman's debut album long, 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 long time ago entitled It's Time to Surrender. If you're interested in any Free Indeed products, you can always go to free, the letter ndministries.com. You can get our music, books, uh, the whole nine on the website. Feel free to support the ministry. I mean, that bring back memories. That was when we was like young and we took them frosted pictures in the mall. And and I, anyway, I won't go into all of that. Listen, family, God gave me a sermon series a couple of months ago to preach at the Abundant Life Church called Priorities. The importance of this series is rooted in the fact that I genuinely believe that when we align our priorities properly in God, we free up heaven to bless us supernaturally with all those things that we desire from him. Many times it's not that God doesn't want to bless us. It's that our priorities are all out of alignment and he simply cannot bless us. And so I'm dropping into part one of the series priorities. Get your pad, your pen if you can. If not, listen very intently. God's going to bless you doing this word, I promise. Exodus chapter 20. Those who have any Bible IQ, you know Exodus chapter 20 is where we uh, get the the Ten Commandments uh, that are listed, uh, the law of Moses, if you will. Exodus chapter 20. I'm going to start reading at verse 1. Exodus chapter 20. Let's recite our pre-word mantra. This is my Bible, the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can. The promises of God are sure in my life. Amen. Exodus chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me y'all see that verse 4 you shall not make for yourself an idol whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquities of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me. Verse 6, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is priorities part one, and I want to talk from the thought, faith, family, football. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Faith, faith, family, football. I feel like I look cute, and I don't normally use, you know, a man ain't supposed to be too cute, but I feel like I look cute today, but it's going to get real ugly, so take good pictures. Somebody take pictures and send it to me. Y'all know, don't, don't act, don't act. Come on, go ahead, get your phones out, take a, take a picture. Only if you got a good phone. If you got an Android, leave it in your purse. Ha! Yeah! So here we go. Faith, family, football. So I'm the guy who could watch one of my favorite movies a hundred times. I'm that type of person. Life, 
Harlem Knights, Bad Boys 1 and 2, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, New Jack City, Coming to America. I could watch all of these over and over and over again. However, ironically, one of my favorite movies I can't seem to watch on repeat like the others. That heart-wrenching death of Mia in Best Man Holiday has altered my desire to relive the heartbreak again. However, just like the first movie uh, in the series, there are countless uh, moral and social principles that leap off the screen. This time around, Harper is still up to his old tricks as he tries desperately to get enough juicy stuff from Lance to write another best-selling book. At some point, he asked Lance to summarize his life in three words. Lance's response was faith, family, football, in that order. His response was not one of passions. It clearly articulated his priorities. Lance List exposed the fact that there are important things in this life but none compete with God for first place. I believe the question stares us in the face today. What occupies our number one spot? I know you're sitting here looking at me. You got up and came to church today, but what's number one in your life? We're sitting in worship at the moment, so the temptation is to say God is first on our list. If you've been in church any length of time, you heard people get up lying. First, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. And you were smoking weed on the parking lot. The head? The head? He the head? He might be a finger in your life. However, the reality for many of us is that there are several things that take precedence, priority, and position over God. Y'all not going to like me today. For some, the priority is success. The chief focus and aim is climbing the corporate ladder. For many, our priority in life may be money and material possessions. We'll do anything to have the finer things of life. Now, let me rush to say ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with having nice things. However, there's something idolatrous about nice things having us. So, so, some would have to admit that being in a relationship has come before God. There's some thirsty saints in the world. Uh, being in that relationship, some put all their time, energy, and effort into trying to be booed up. I hear a lot of women especially confess, well, I don't want to be lonely. When the truth is, if you force a relationship with somebody who God has not designed for you to be with, you'll reach depths of loneliness that you can't even imagine in your singleness. Help me, Holy Ghost. What I'm trying to say is that life without God as the first priority will never bring fulfillment. Money can't buy happiness. Popularity won't keep you from being lonely. Sex and meaningless relationships will never fill what C.S. Lewis called that God-shaped void. So today the word is calling us to put God back in his rightful place. And that's 
in first place. Exodus chapter 20, uh, we are given the law of Moses, these Ten Commandments that uh, many of us grew up as children knowing, although the Jews would have more than just these ten to govern their lives and their covenant with God. In the same chapter, he gives detailed instructions as to how to build the altar. It was a place of sacrifice for atonement. Now, it's interesting that God gives them the law and the altar in the same chapter. I hope you understand that the reality is the relationship is essential because the law reveals. The law reveals our imperfections, our inadequacies, our sinfulness, which means that there is a need for an atoning sacrifice. Why am I taking time here? Because there's this new breed of religion that's going around that's based all about keeping the law. Well, can I tell somebody, if you could keep the law, we wouldn't need Jesus. If you could live a perfect life and walk a perfect line, there would be no need for the sacrifice of Christ. But I hear God saying, even in Exodus chapter 20, I'm going to give you the law to help you, but I know that you'll never be able to keep it so alone comes a sacrifice <laughs> somebody who is willing to give his best so that you can really live your best life uh, uh, Dr. J. Vernon McGee gives this very interesting idea of, of this law and uh, altar concept when you go in the bathroom most of the time there's a mirror over a basin now the mirror shows you what's wrong with you but the mirror cannot wash you. <laughs> you. You can see what's out of place. You can see what's wrong. You can see what's soiled. But you've got to have a fountain. You've got to have a basin. You've got to have a flow that will cleanse you. Huh? And somebody ought to just shout, and there is a fountain uh, uh, filled with blood, uh, drawn from Emmanuel's vein, uh, and sinners plunge uh, beneath it for lose Somebody shall lose all. Lose all thy guilty. So in chapter 20, we are given these Ten Commandments, instructions for uh, the altar. I'm going to give you four quick things. I'm done. Here it is. The, the text starts off uh, with this idea of a declared identification. God says, I'm about to tell you what to do. But before I tell you what to do, I'm going to tell you why I can tell you what to do. Right? Because we all kind of have that. Somebody can come in here and say, hey, move. Who is you? <laughs> tell me. Do you, do you know who I am? And so God understands that natural tendency to push back. And he says, before I tell you what to do, let me remind you of who I am. Because before we can prioritize God, we must identify God. Somebody help me back here. Because the truth of the matter is, some of us don't put God first in our lives because we don't really know who God is. For some of us, our knowledge of God is what mama taught us. Or our knowledge of God comes from movies that we've seen. Our knowledge of God is always second and third hand. And so you will never prioritize him until you identify him. I wish I had seven folk in the room that would declare he's number one in my life because I know who he is. I've been through some dark nights with him. I had to cry myself to sleep and he was there. Doctors gave me a bad report, but he healed my body. I just 
me seven folk that'll declare, I know who he is. Uh, it's not secondhand knowledge. Uh, it's not something that has been passed down uh, as a tradition in my life. Uh, he held my hand uh, when my heart was broken. Uh, he paid my bills uh, when my pocket was broke. Y'all ain't talking back. I know who he is. Uh, and so uh, he says, he says, I am the Lord your God. Kelly, he really didn't even have to say the Lord your God. He could have stopped that. I am. Somebody ought to rejoice right there that we serve the God who is the I am God. Uh, when, he, when Moses says, who will I tell Pharaoh sent me? Uh, he said, tell him I am that I am. Uh, that I am the all sufficient one. Uh, I am the one uh, who gives water to the thirsty. Uh, I am the one uh, who feeds the hungry with manna. Uh, somebody ought to shout, I know the I am God. He's a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless, a friend to the friendless. Somebody shout, he is the great I. I thought I'd have somebody in here besides me. Happy about the amnes of God. He am my friend when my friends forsake me. He am my doctor when there's sickness in my body. He am my lawyer when I got myself in trouble. Somebody shout, he is the great I, great I am. He explains his amnes, and he says, I am the Lord, your God. Here it is. This phrase literally occurs five times in this one section. Verse 3, verse 5, verse 7, verse 10, verse 12. He re rehearses this idea, I am the Lord, your God. I am Jehovah, I am Yahweh, I am Adonai, that holy name for God that the children of Israel would not say out loud. They would cover their mouths before they declared his holy majesty. He says, I am that God. I want you to understand uh, that at that point, the children of Israel would associate that God with several things. First of all, they knew that that God is above nature because uh, that God spoke into nothing uh, and everything that is became. Uh, that God said, let there be light uh, and the lights came on. Uh, but not only is he above nature, he is personal. Uh, they understood that God uh, you could have a conversation with. Uh, that God God, uh, will lead you through Red Seas. Uh, that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's personal. He's above nature. He's personal. But they also understood that that God is good. Yeah. Now you'll have a hard time prioritizing God unless you believe wholeheartedly that God is good. Yeah. And even when it don't feel good, he's still working it for good. And so I prioritize him because whatever his will for my life is, it's best for my life. Somebody shout, he's good. Somebody ought to declare I'm driving better than I've ever driven before because he's good. And I laid down last night and somebody left the doors open, but nobody broke in and stole anything. Somebody shout, he's good. Somebody drove home high drunk this week and you didn't wrap your car around the pole. You too busy trying to hide. You ought to lift up your mind, your voice and say he's good. Somebody didn't think your marriage would last this long, but y'all still rocking it out. Somebody shout he's good. I need somebody that the doctor gave a bad report to. Said ain't much we can 
gave you an inspiration day, but shoot you to live to tell the story. Somebody shout, God heals. He's good. He's above nature. He's above nature. He's personal. He's good. But then he's holy. That, that name of God would remind them that the God they were in covenant with was not like these little G gods that had issues, that lived any kind of way and promoted sinfulness in people. God is holy, and because he's pure, he expects his people to be pure. Now, now watch this. Uh, as God gives this first commandment, he identifies himself, and he suggests that his identity is worth being a priority. Now, how many of you have people in your life that demand to be prioritized, but they really ain't worth your time or attention? You ain't got to shout right now, but but there's some of us that are real enough to declare that you have given first string time to practice team people. I mean, you've given them way too much strength, way too much energy, way too much access in your life. And the truth of the matter is they were not worthy to be prior. Come on, talk back to me. They, they weren't worthy of your time. They, they weren't worthy of you allowing them to break your heart. They, they weren't worthy of the relationships you had to sacrifice just to please them. Somebody ought to declare, but I serve a God whose identity is worth being a priority in my life. He said, not only should you prioritize me because of my person because of who I am but you ought to prioritize me because of my performance I am the Lord your God who brought you uh, out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery how sad is it that God has done more for us than we could have ever even thought to ask him to do and he can't be number one in your life how are you going to put God behind the car that he helped you buy? How are you going to put God behind the job that he helped you to get? Truth of the matter is, God says, if you need another reason to make me a priority, just think about what I brought you out of. One thing I can't stand about first Sunday is when you think you look cute, you won't holler back at your boy. But there ought to be seven folk in the room that would declare, listen, I can't even front. I can't uh, fake the funk. God brought me out of some stuff uh, that I'm afraid to even tell you about. Because uh, you might want to move off my row. Uh, I just need seven folk that would declare. Uh, all of us are ex-somethings. Uh, if you start digging through my files, uh, if you went through my phone, uh, if you watched the last selfie I took, uh, you might see there's some dark paths, uh, some dark parts in my life. Uh, oh, but I thank God uh, I'm not what I ought to be, uh, but I sure ain't what I used to be because uh, the Lord brought me out. Uh, somebody, he brought you out of addiction. Uh, he brought you out of sickness. Uh, he brought you out of an abusive marriage. Uh, he brought you out of depression. Uh, somebody ought to shout, he brought me out. Uh, the reason I praise him, uh, the reason I serve him, uh, the reason I prioritize him is because he brought me so, so there is uh, this declared identification. And then there is this declared or divine, excuse me, declaration. Now that you 
know my credentials. I need you to hear my command. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. And thou shalt have no now nada God before me. And just like God told them, God gathered you in the sanctuary and on the stream. Say the same thing. I'm the Lord, your God. I brought you out of foreclosure. I brought you out of eating yourself to death. I brought you out of a relationship with Annie. With Antoine. I am the Lord your God. I kept you from shooting stuff in your veins. I am the Lord your God. When you were out there on the block slanging trying to make a quick dollar, I kept you from losing y'all. I am the Lord your God. And you shall have. No other God before me. Now, if I was God, I'd be petty right there. Because I'd say, where was your God? When you were at rock bottom and you cried out to me, where was your God? When you had more month than you had money, where was your little G God? But God, God is not like that. He just simply says, you can no longer have. Any other God before me. Now, keep peep the scene. Uh, God is speaking this to his people in a culture and a climate where polytheism reigned supreme. That is the worship of many gods. They had all types of gods that they would worship. And many of them were materialistic gods. Uh, they, they, they would worship the God of, of Baal. That's how you say it in real Hebrew. In, in Negro church, he Baal. Deacon Freddie, you, you heard about the God of Baal your whole life, huh? I went to seminary. Baal. You mean Baal? And my pastor said Baal. You got to get it. <clears throat> Baal, the God of weather and financial success. Because remember, uh, their means for currency came from their crops. And so they would give credit to Baal uh, or to the goddess Ashtoreth, who was the goddess of sex, romance, and reproduction. Can, can I suggest that some of us are still worshiping Baal and Ashtoreth? You just give Yahweh some time on Sunday. Y'all looking at me mad, but some of y'all didn't worship Baal this week. Uh-huh. Somebody in here, you worship Ashtoreth last night. Tore the club up. Got tore up. End up waking up. Next to somebody who was jacked up. I know I'm preaching. Y'all just too mean to say. He says, but you can have no other God before me. This is not optional. This is not a suggestion. It's a command. God is saying in 2021, you cannot 
keep putting me second. Third, fourth, fifth. I'm not giving you options. I'm giving you a command. I'm telling you that the time is up for you putting the material things of this world in front of me. God doesn't give us options. He gives us command. Can I, can I mess you up that if God can't command you, he can't claim you? Because if you're really his, you'll do what he say. Ooh, y'all quiet in here. Listen, I, that's when I know I'm being a good pastor. When, when folks stop making all that noise and start listening and they mad, you can tell they mad through their mask. Forget him. He always up there talking trash. If God can't command you, then he, he can't claim you. There are a whole lot of us that say, I belong to God from the top of my head to the soul. Well, why you keep doing stuff with your head and the soles of your feet that God would not condone? If he can't command you, he can't claim you. A whole lot of folks say they're members of ALC, but I'm not your pastor, so you ain't. Like you show up, but if I can't lead you, then I don't lead you. Y'all all right? Everybody all right? Y'all good on the stream? We, 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 all right, so here it is. Uh, he says, I need to be the chief priority in your life because it's impossible for two things to occupy the number one spot. You can't tie for first. It just don't work that way. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I hope you're uncomfortable because usually it takes getting uncomfortable to make some changes. Is God in the number one spot in your life? Have you put other things before him? He, he, he says, thou shalt have no other God, I love this word, before me. Because anything that we put before God, we make a God. You shall have no other God before me. Because anything that you put before me is your God. So if, your car, if washing your car on Sunday takes precedence over worship, then you have put something before. I'm a metal. If you can't go to church because the Cowboys play today, then you are putting something before God. If, if I, need, I need to rest today because I got to work tomorrow. How your job get all week and God can't get one day in. I know y'all don't like to hear this because in your mind, I'm a good person. I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. But what have you done for him lately? You shall have no other God before. Now, if you watch the text behind the text, this phrase before me can easily mean in opposition to me. You can't have no other God that's going to stand across the line and look me face to face in opposition. For the Jew 
choose uh, to worship another God would declare war on Jehovah. Uh, and I don't know who it is uh, that has something in your life that is literally fighting your God. Uh, uh, but I hear God saying today, whatever it is, it's got to die. Uh, and if you won't remove it, I'll remove it. Uh, because you are no longer allowed to have any other God uh, before me, beside me. Uh, and if money is your God, uh, I'll show you what it's like to be broke. Uh, if your business is your God, uh, I'll show you what it's like for it to crumble. Uh, if your relationship is your God, uh, I'll let that Negro walk out on you and leave you with a broken heart. Uh, I'm telling somebody, don't put your small G gods opposed. Uh, I knew. God told me. God told me this one was going to hurt. And so y'all wasn't going to be listening. Y'all wasn't going to be responding. Because the truth of the matter is we put things before God all the time. We put our personal agenda before God. We put our anger before God. You ever heard somebody say, you're going to make me lay my religion down? If you can lay your religion down, whatever you lay it down for is your God. Our lust we put before God. God, I know what your word says, but I be hot and bothered. Mama got to have a life too. Put our careers and our reputation before God. Put our desires before God, our enjoyment, our friends before God, our jobs before y'all quiet. If God can't get from us what something else can get, that something else is your God. If God can't get out of you what something else can get out of you, whatever that something else is, if you have a shoe budget, but you don't budget your tithes, then your shoes are your God. And Blake, I don't want a God I got to lace up. I'm not looking for a God that I got to clean. These are the hard ones. These are the ones that I know you don't want to hear, but you might as well buckle in because it's going to be like this for five, six weeks or something. I'm going to give you breaks because we're going to have guest preachers, but you're going to get these priorities. No other God before me. What is it? This is the question today for each and every one of us. What is it in my life that I have placed before God? What is it? Who is it? What gets more time in your life than God? What gets your attention faster than God? Josh, it sucks. We can sit for three hours and watch a movie and never blink. Pray for three minutes and fall asleep. It's rough today. I, I know. I know. I know. But you shall have no other God. Pandemic won't let you come to church, but it don't stop you from going on a cruise. No other God. I 
you, you can't make it to the club. You can make it to the club, but not the Bible study. No other God. Some of you live by that mantra. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And you'll waltz in here. Oh, Mary had a little lamb at 1223. But your job is good enough for you to show up on time. But your God better be grateful if you show up at all. You shall have no other God before. There's a declared identification. I gave you my credentials. There's a divine declaration. I've given you my commands. But you're looking like you ain't understanding, so there is a detailed clarification. What do you mean, no other God? Well, you cannot make any graven images for yourself. He literally says that we have the ability to make gods for ourselves. Now, I don't know about you. I kind of want a God that makes me. But we are good at making gods. Let me, let me mess you up. The word of God tells us who God is. But we don't like the God in the Bible. So we make him the God we want him to be. We make him a God who is all love and never whips us. When the Bible clearly says, whom the father loves... He chases, you can't love me and never whip me. But that's the God that we make. The God that we make, he knows I'm human. He knows my heart. He knows I'm going to make mistakes. You're right. And so he also knows when you ain't even trying. Am I talking to anybody at all? We, we, he says, you, you can't make God. God has to make you. And so the truth of the matter is some uh, literally argue whether or not uh, this is a separate commandment or not. Uh, early theologians would suggest that the first one is you should have no other God. The second one is that you cannot make any graven image. While some combine those together, but he says you cannot make a God for yourself. He knows the heart of people because just a couple of chapters later, <laughs> Moses has gone too long and they get out the gold. And make a golden calf and start bowing down and worshiping it because we have the ability to make gods. Somebody don't want to hear it, but you've made some gods in your life. You don't know how you got that car that your credit score couldn't get. But since you got it, you be washing it and waxing it. Can't nobody get in your car. I can't get no rides. You got five seats. It's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your God. It's your God. Don't, don't get too close. Nah, player, don't touch it. Just, just look at it. Some of our houses are our God. You done got four, five different jobs to pay a mortgage. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. Living beyond your means. I know I'm talking. It's because you have made it your God. We've made purses and shoes. 
No room in your house for your stuff. It's your God. We'll, we'll, we'll deify celebrities. The goddess Beyonce. Everybody buzzing around the beehive. You, you make them your God. Oh, it ain't Beyonce. Some of you look at some of these little acid Negroes on TV and he's so, oh, he's so sassy. You about to lose your marriage talking about Shamar Moore. He has become your God. I'm finna mess it up. Some folk that made their pastor their God. And so whenever he shows you he is human, your heart is broken. Because you done made a man your master. It won't hurt much longer. I'm almost about to turn the corner. Uh, uh, some have made themselves their God. But you think it's all about what you want and what you desire. And I, there are a whole lot of people in this new generation talking about I am a God. And every now and then, God got to give you some stuff that you can't get rid of to show you that you're not God. Because God can open blinded eyes. God can heal cancer. God can heal all manner of disease. Be careful putting yourself opposed to God because God will show you that you're not. God bless your heart, friend. I hope and pray that you were blessed by this word the same way I was. Listen, I hope that right now you are considering what potential things in your life you've allowed to take precedence and priority over God. He's a jealous God. He ain't having it. And many times our lives are uh, direct consequences of the fact that we have put other gods before him. Listen, if you've been blessed by the podcast, you can do me a favor by helping me get the word out. Tell a friend about Free Indeed Fridays that there's a blessing, there's a word, there's good music, good laughs uh, that they can benefit from. Uh, share the word about the podcast. Again, like I said, if you want Free Indeed merchandise, you're more than welcome to go by our website, free the letter ndministries.com. Finally, if you want to sow a seed into our ministry, we welcome that as well. Uh, you can sow that seed by cash apping, dollar sign, free the letter n deed ministries that's dollar sign free the letter n deed ministry ain't nobody gonna be mad about you sowing a seed i promise you in jesus name i tell people everywhere i go uh kayla and i we started a united negro college fund uh she united with this negro we got three boys we got to put through college and then we gonna have some fun so god bless you in advance for how you sow into our lives Man, I'm going to give away these flowers and then I'm going to get on up out of chill. Give me my flowers. Wow. I still don't know how that song goes. But anyway, today I want to give away flowers to my dog, my dude, my ace, my Ninevite, the pastor of ministries that serves alongside me at the Abundant Life Church, Sherman Scales. Listen, I don't know how many of you may know him. Those who close, who are close to me, you surely know Scales because he's been holding up our arms for a good little minute now. Scales, listen, man, I just want to say publicly in front of the entire world, 
world. I thank God for you. When God gave you into our lives, into our ministries, he truly gave us a great blessing. Listen, not only are you an amazing friend and hold me down privately that I can trust you. I know you're praying for me. I can count on you for anything, even when it means taking care of my family in various ways. But I thank you for the heart for ministry that you have and how you make the Abundant Life Church a better place. Your service, your sacrifice, your faithfulness, your commitment to this vision and just making everything what it is, man. I want to thank you because you slow to the show. I'm sure you won't hear this like two or three months down the line. And when you hear, you probably going to be somewhere crying bars. But anyway, take these flowers, Reverend Scales, Pastor Scales, Sherman, 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 Sherman. As we close, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Most holy and righteous God, I want to thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to call on your name. Thank you, Lord, that you are good. You are far better to us than we deserve and even better than we have been to ourselves. So we say thank you. We know what it means now when the saints of old said if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't say thank you enough. Lord God, we receive your word with joy today as it challenges us to put our priorities in proper alignment. Father, you deserve first place in our lives, and we repent for those very times and things that we allow to go before you. Lord God, they are not worthy to compete with you, to be opposed to you. And ultimately, our lives suffer whenever we place them before you. So we hear your word and we're going to make adjustments. Lord, put it on our heart each day to sacrifice our selfish desires for what you desire for our lives. Lord, we love you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. I command a blessing over your people. I speak life and favor and joy and health and wisdom and peace over them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask these things by faith. If you believe God, wherever you are, you ought to say amen. Listen, family, it's been Pastor Free with another Free Indeed Friday podcast. (laughs) I'm up out of here. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Ah, Catch me next week. Yeah. May Jesus go with you. Jesus go with you. May Jesus go with you.